Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And he is the publisher of the Union News. How are you, Paul? Hello there, Frank. Good afternoon. So, first question. Your your reaction as the guy with your finger on the pulse of unions, your reaction to the Supreme Court ruling? Well, this is uh, going to uh, this is going to hurt public sector big time. There's no question about it. There's no denying it. Um, there are We'll see how all this washes out. It's not going to happen overnight. There'll be some time in which, uh, you know, the members, the current members, the people who uh, are members of those public sector unions are going to have to, uh, you know, evaluate for themselves whether or not they want to continue participating with their union. Okay. Now, this this doesn't affect steelworkers, carpenters. This this affects uh, government employee unions, right? Yeah. Now, if one of those unions do represent public sector union uh, members, which some of them do, I mean, the majority, the lion's share of the unions that we're talking about would be teachers' unions, uh, would be Ask Me, which represents a lot of uh, state employees, the SEIU. Uh, each one of those, uh, like SEIU, for instance, they have two, approximately two million active members, and one million of them, about half of them, work within the public sector. So, if they represent, like for instance, nurses, well, if the nurses, are, if the uh, hospital is a private health hospital, well, this is not going to affect them. But if they represent government workers that are working at a government facility. It will affect those workers. Okay, so suppose you have a government entity, and uh, you know the the 100 employees there are, let's say, AFSCME or SEIU. Okay, and now you got uh, you know 51 of them decide they don't want to be in the union just because they don't want to pay into the dues. Does that also take away the ability to negotiate with the management? Well, it does if it gets down below 50 percent. But the first the first thing that's what, what's going to happen first is the agency fee. You know, um, that's what this was really initially all about. And that's the people who don't really want to be a member of the union, but the union kind of bargains on their behalf, and they pay some type of fee to the union so that the union can then bargain on their behalf. And uh, the, the numbers move around depending on the union, but approximately, we'll say, 75%. That the non-union member is now paying approximately 75% of what the union member would pay. And in return, they get everything that the union member gets. And that's, that's going to take effect immediately, that those people, those agency fee workers, will now be excluded from paying anything. So it's going to be an initial hit, basically from day one, because this ruling will take effect. Uh, and those workers will then no longer have any kind of fee subtracted from their paychecks to help pay for the union that represents their fellow workers, 
but you know, also co- the contract also covers them. Now, the, what you just said was kind of the argument uh, by by the unions in the Supreme Court. They said, "Wait a minute, we're we're in negotiating a contract, and the people who are not in the union are still going to benefit from the yeah. wages, the smoke breaks, whatever, and so they should at least pay something because we're negotiating on their behalf." Well, even that was the original it. argument in the beginning. That's why this the, 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 at that time. Uh, some humble, I guess, 40 years ago, that the Supreme Court ruled that, in fact, the labor union can make the the people who don't want to join the union uh, pay toward toward it because they're getting basically the provisions uh, of the union member. Can, can you, I, I mean, I'm, I'm asking you all these tough questions. I, 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 it's like talking to the Dalai Lama when I talk to you about unions. But can you can you give me a hint of, of what the impact on teachers' unions will be? Because you say teacher union in this area and people go bonkers. Yeah. What do you well, see as the impact? Well, there's actually, okay, there's two big teachers' unions. There's American Federation of Teachers and there's the National Education Association, the Northeastern PA. Uh, most of the big districts, well, not, well, let's put it this way, Scranton is represented by the AFT. Pittston area is represented by the AFT. Um, the others, like Wilkesbury area and many of the other districts, are represented by what's called Pennsylvania State Education Association, which is affiliated with the NEA. Now, the, I've, you know, this has been out there now for a couple of years, this whole conversation about this agency fee. And it would have been a rule down more than a year ago if it wasn't for the sudden death of uh, Anthony Scalia, because it looked like that ruling was going to be 5-4 against the union, and then he passed away suddenly before the ruling was made, even though the case had already been heard. So, you know, it gives, it gives you an opportunity to really start crunching numbers and start talking to people. And um, I would say that the... It, Talking to like the NEA around here, the PSEA, um, and the Federation of Teachers, they don't, they have a relatively low amount of the people they represent had chosen not to be a full member. That's you know their their percentage is much lower than we'll say. Uh, ask me, for instance. I think ask me again, depending on every area is different. Every county could be different. But we'll say approximately maybe 20% of the people who could be an AFSCME member refuse to join the AFSCME union, and therefore they only pay agency fee. So the teacher unions, for the most part, um, have a very, they seem to have, by crunching numbers, a very low percentage of their members or non members that refuse to join chose the agency fee over full membership. So we'll see how this washes out, because there's going to be an incredible lobbying done on the other side. There's a couple of already groups that have come to PA, because this is going to affect public sector workers in 22 states, and Pennsylvania happens to be one of them. And you could probably sit down, Frank, you're a smart guy, and figure out what 22 states they are. I have, a, I have a list of them. <laughs> okay. And so they're, uh, they're mostly, uh, you know, in the day of, uh, you know, red state, blue state, the majority of them are blue states. So um, of that group that we're talking about, um, there's some anti-union groups that have already anticipating this decision on their side, they, under public records, they have requested the names and addresses of these public sector employees so they could solicit them 
requesting they drop out of the union. That, you know, and there's going to be, uh, you know, probably letters and emails and things. In return, uh, ask me, NEA, Federation of Teachers, they have done, over the last year, year and a half, they've been trying to get what's called recommitment cards from their membership where they've tried to talk to them and try to get them to sign a card to indicate um, that they wish that they did their desire to stay in the union when this case, if the case in fact came against them. And many of them have been very successful. I think the last number I saw was the Education Association got something like 800,000 of their teacher members to sign these cards. So well, they don't, they're not committed, though. They can still change their mind because the decision was yet to be rendered. So these cards, in theory, were meaningless other than you're trying to get a feel of what the membership was feeling about their individual union. You, you kind of anticipated what I was going to ask you. But, you know, I, it seems to me, and, and please, if I'm, if I'm mischaracterizing this, you know, focus me. But it seems that one of the issues that brought this to the court was that some people didn't like how the who the unions were supporting politically yeah. and so i mean don't don't the unions kind of have to in order to to uh to keep their roles kind of have to say well wait a minute maybe we're going to diversify a little bit on who we support well here's here's the interesting thing now and this was argued at the supreme court in this case in this particular case is that the reason why there was an agency fee uh, that was kind of created in the first place. Not only was this person that might have been working in a unit of, of, of employees that uh, they were uh, that the union was protecting them, even though they weren't full-fledged members. But the one thing that I don't care which public sector union you choose, um, if you're going to have money spent on politics by these individual unions, you had to get the authorization from that member to sign a card agreeing that they could use your union dues to support a candidate that the union supports. So where that was one thing that a lot of people didn't understand, that they said, well, they were using my money that I was paying to support a candidate that I didn't like. But, but in actuality, um, they actually had to sign a card to allow money to be ducted from their paycheck so the union can then use it to support a political candidate. And the majority of them, granted, I would say, do support Democratic candidates, but that's not, you know, there is Republicans mixed in. It's just about what kind of Republican are they? I guess that's maybe some of the argument that some people would use to say, well, yeah, sure, we support more Democrats than Republicans, but a lot of the Republicans are trying to beat our brains in. So, you know. What, what do you think is going to happen next, Paul? I think you're going to see public sector unions, uh, they're going to take a major hit on this. We'll see how all this washes out, but I think you're going to see an active campaign among the anti-union groups that will come into Pennsylvania and try and will solicit these uh, public sector members to drop out of the union. Now, I'm, I, this is going to be a, a hard way I'm going to say this, but it almost sounds like that group that you're talking about could be like hired guns to come in to do union busting. Well, they, well, 
Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be people going to be make money on this. If that's what you mean, there's going to be people that will be hired by these groups to come into Pennsylvania, and their only task will be is to go and try. Well, they they're going to be able to do it because this is all public sec. This is all public record. Everybody who works for a government, their name and addresses are available through public records. Wow. And they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna see you know, probably postcards and mail and full and maybe emails, depending on how much information they're able to get their hands on, and they're gonna suggest quite quite frankly, that why would you wanna be a member when you can get what the union member is getting and you're not gonna have to pay for it. Okay, how do people get your newspaper, which is really you know something that is keeping track of all the unions? And and, and again, I, I I call you like the you know the, the guru on this, but but how do people well, get the unions? We go back news? a lot of years, don't we? Frank? Yeah, too many, too many. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the, the newspaper is naturally available by subscription, but it's also we have uh, some forty-five locales that the paper is physically located in, in the Scranton Wilkesbury market. It's free to be picked up. We have Anthracite News in downtown Wilkes. We have uh, Coney Island in downtown Scranton, and uh, you know you can just walk in, pick up a copy. You don't have to sneak out, sneak it out in a paper bag. It's not like an old Playboy magazine for a 12-year-old. Um, but you know that's all we cover. Um, that's all I do is concentrate on employment issues and labor issues. Paul, thanks for taking time to talk with me. Thanks for always right. being there when I bug you. All right, be well, Frank. You too. Bye, bye, bye. Paul Tucker, publisher of the Union News. Okay. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel. Prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.